Yeah, here. We're fine. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Get in the Garage. This, we have a very special episode for you today. <laughs> is this an after-school special? It is the after-school special. We have a very special guest. He's our friend, Luke's brother, my brother-in-law. Luke's brother. Luke's brother. <laughs> Clint Latour. What's up, bud? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. Good. Um... Why don't you tell the good people of Podcast Land what we'll be covering today, man? We will be covering about um, WWE theme songs today. Nice. Entrance music. Some of the I still call it the WWF. That's I, all See, I, I know. I do, too. I mean, it's like a mixture of WWF slash like WWE today, um, kind of. Yeah. We're going back in the vaults for some. Yeah. Ooh, yeah I think brother. Jeff and I lived through the Attitude Era. That's like our classic. Yes, and but I Luke, watched videos Luke a bit of, of that as well. Era. Luke a little bit of the Attitude Era. Luke, were you a big wrestling guy? Um, I feel like I watched it for like a month because like my friends were watching it, yeah. and uh, uh, I never really watched it. I remember I watched like this like black guy with purple pants one time. Oh, old purple pants. Old purple pants, McGill <laughs> That's all I really remember of it. I yeah, watched I it on that. my box TV in my room for like a month. And then that I, could have been into it. The Godfather? I don't know. Maybe. It might have been The Godfather slash Papa Shango. Oh, okay. Who knows? Who also, knows? back then, man, let's be real, not very. Not very PC, especially the Godfather. He had the hoe train. No. <laughs> you remember that? Oh, my of gosh. Course. Oh, my goodness. Was WWE moved in. 12-year-old me loved that. <laughs> yeah, 12, WWE went a little more family-friendly. Yeah, Yes, because sure. they went back to PG when WWF was like, oh, rated R. Yeah, PG there was 13. a lot of... Rated yeah. R superstar. Rated R superstar. Well, you have to <laughs> listen to Stone Cold with the swears and stuff. Yeah, because yeah, Stone Cold did swear quite a bit. Yes, he swore. He's drinking beer, especially to Vince McMahon. I like when yeah. he quotes the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> never mind John three sixteen. I'm Austin three sixteen. And then, um, thank you. There was a funny promo <laughs> with Bret Hart where he put if you put the where the letter S in front of the Hitman where, then <laughs> <laughs> you know that smells. Uh, I know that's where. Um, all too well. Speaking of like this era, as I was like researching these uh, Ooh, wrestling, yeah. um, was the NWO sh- like shirts the first like tap out shirt? Like you know what I'm talking about? Oh yes. yeah. Because I was like looking at that and I was like, I feel like tap out really stole that logo from Hulk Hogan. <laughs> kind of. Oh, I just loved when Hulk Hogan would like spray paint his face like the fake black. <laughs> oh, I loved it when they spray painted like the WCW like World Heavyweight Championship to have like the NWO symbol on. Oh yeah, it. yeah. That was like one of the best. What does NWO stand for, Clint? New World Order. Yeah, baby. Don't test them. Don't. <laughs> but NWO was a was WCW though. Yes, WCW. Where um in WWE they had like the Hardy Boys and like the Hart Foundation and stuff mm. like that. Yeah. Nice. I like it. So yeah. we brought our uh, we brought Clinton in today because he's our uh, wrestling expert, very Ooh, passionate, yeah, and he's gonna tell us why wrestling music. What what's the best uh, wrestling intro music? Uh, of all time is yeah. Right? 
Ooh, yeah. So you have your top. You have a top ten that you constructed. Yes. Do you have the list with you? Do you need? A, do you need to look at the list? Um. Where is the as list? a reference point? Yes. You I... had it. Um. Here, here it is. Like right here. This is just like as the playlist. But yeah. you bring your slideshow, bro. Well, my computer's out <laughs> there. Where. <laughs> no, that's okay. It's okay. So just we'll kidding. kick it off with 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 uh with song number one. Um, we have Hulk Hogan's Real American. Okay. The and national anthem. Performed by Rick Derringer. Yeah. Yes. Rick Derringer. Um, um, this is probably the, the most classic, iconic one. Yes. Cause uh, like Clint, why is this a good theme? This is a good theme because like Hulk Hogan's like the all-American boy. He mm-hmm. comes out. He's like he wants to whip some tail. He wants to be American. And then after, he just wants to flex his muscles and stuff, and it's like the perfect song for it. It is. Um, Can you describe how the song pumps up Hulk Hogan so that he is able to uh, unleash Hulkamania on the the masses? Like, how does this song pump Hulk Hogan up? Like, what, what happens when it plays, and what does Hulk do? So Hulk Hogan flexes his muscles, um, and it, like, he does, like, the ear thing. Yeah. And then, um... He um. He does a lot of pointing, right? Doesn't doesn't he do like some of this? I, th- I think he, I thought he did like the the. Yeah, he points it when he point. goes like this. <laughs> what you gonna do, brother, when the Hulk maniacs come for you? The Hulkster. Yeah. Is, is he the one? Is is he the twenty the twenty inch pythons? No. Doesn't he always make reference to like the twenty <laughs> the twenty two inch pythons? I thought those were Stone Cold. I don't know. I don't Maybe know. Maybe Stone Cold. Maybe. Maybe. I like I this do. song um, uh, out of this whole list because this is like the song that sounds like it actually could have been like a big radio I'm hit. Yeah, because it's it, like especially mid '80s, like height of anti everything else in the world. Like, yeah, and it's well produced. It's Rick Derringer, so he had some stuff back in the '70s. And this yeah. is definitely a song that you could hear out of like a Rocky movie. Yeah, yeah. You I know like what I'm saying? On the soundtrack. Yeah, it's got that vibe. Speaking of which, I didn't know Hulk was in Rocky 3. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. I've never yes. seen Thunder Rocky Lips. 3. Yeah, yeah Rocky 3. When, <laughs> He's in the um, beginning of it. It was the boxer know. versus yeah. the wrestler. Yeah. yeah, and Mr. T as well. Mr. T, yes. I yeah. just like also like how like dystopian the song sounds. Like it's like coming out of the mist. Yeah, it's like I like know. how it's like um slow at first and then it goes like to the rock music. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like it's a it's a great I'm pump a up. Real to me, that's one of my favorite parts about wrestling intros. Is I like the ones that have a little bit of like fifteen second build. Yeah, where the crowd could go, oh, it's Hulk Hogan's music, right? So right, just right, hear, right. I am a real... coming out of the out of the mist. Yeah, I like that. For sure. All right, cool. So good first choice. The second choice, choice. Oh. I the second choice, arguably my favorite WWE F at the time wrestler. Stone Cold Steve Austin. If there was a era I watched, it was definitely like the giant success of Stone Cold. Like I remember oh, my Stone friends Cold watching was like, this. His last He's match a... was actually with The Rock. Was it? Yes, it was with The Rock at um, He's WrestleMania. A Texas Rattlesnake. Oh, is he? Uh, so yes, yes there's a t-shirt where his hands turn into snakes. So, Switch. <laughs> I got you that shirt, which is here. Oh, you brought it? Yeah, I brought it. Oh, I, I should have worn it. it. Oh, dang it. I forgot to get it. No, <laughs> Mike's okay. sitting here in a black singlet looking like... <laughs> <laughs> Looking like Andre the Giant. <laughs> 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 
No so, offense to Andre. No Clint, offense. All respect to Andre the Giant. Give us a... Okay, so who... Give us Stone Cold. Tell us who he is and tell us why his music is it fits him fantastically. So Stone, what's, what's Stone Cold's MO? What's he all about? What's he all about? Stone Cold's a bad boy. Um, so he'll, like, come into the ring, and then he'll just, like, stick the middle finger up to people. He'll give them a stunner. He'll talk to Vince McMahon like trash, and he'll just, like, go around being, like, get out of my way. I'm ready to get this. And then when he gets in, I feel like this is the perfect song because he, like, does the head tilt and stuff. Or, like, have you guys ever seen the, um, like, the four-wheeler when he comes in with the four-wheeler? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the four-wheeler. Yeah. Or the beer truck. Doesn't he? Doesn't didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> the beer truck? Didn't he um didn't he run over uh I thought didn't he run over Vince McMahon's um car with a four wheeler at one point, remember? Doesn't he like run he, I think he runs over Vince McMahon's car with a four wheeler. Um maybe but then he I also he also fills Vince McMahon's Corvette up with cement from a cement <laughs> truck in oh, one episode. <laughs> that was a really funny thing when um Stone Cold Drop something on the DX Express. He exploded the DX Express. Oh, it's I don't like remember Triple that. Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and then he has it on video, and they're like showing it, and he's like, "They're like, oh my god, yeah, it's like crazy." I like this song because it's like the the instrumentation. The main instrument in this song is whoever's breaking glass. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this this intro music, I was like. Oh, this is cool because it's like kind of like um, you know, like uh, like a palm muted guitar, like a fat chunky bass line, and then like accented with just sounds of broken glass. Yeah, it's pretty great. It, and I was just like, oh, this is cool. And then I was like, I wonder where this is gonna go. I also like. And this... then it just kept like smashing can broken I... glass, and I was like, this is amazing. Can I give just a small quote from? Um... Uh, what's his name? Jim Johnston, who wrote the song. Oh, yes. yes. Who, okay, was a, who was a big, who was like the main songwriter for them. He said, from his vignettes, I saw that Steve Austin was this ass-kicker kind of guy <laughs> who did not enter a room with subtlety. He needed something that would reflect that. I had in my mind that this would be driving and low, but it needed something relentless about it. It needed to capture someone who entered a room and made you think, God only knows what happens next. So I started playing driving notes on my guitar that implied danger. I thought of a car accident, only because of the horrible sound it makes. <laughs> then I went to glass, but the sound of glass was so thin that I needed to make it bigger, so I added the car crash. Right away I said, I get it, that's Steve Austin. That was the best part of the job, creating a theme that fit the character. As yeah, soon as you heard Steve's, it felt maniac. like it had already been his theme for years. You had to admit the bald-headed the ma- maniac the master at work. somebody. Yeah. The guy comes into our he's room. A modern he's modern-day like, Beethoven. <laughs> he, he comes into the room. He's like, hey, how you doing? He shakes his hand, goes back into a stunner. Yeah. Right Always good for it. the stunner, Stone Cold. When he crashed, what was it, the corporation? That, when he backs the Coors Light beer truck into oh the arena and hoses like the whole ring it. down? He just takes in, just like hoses down Vince McMahon's chin. Hopefully yeah. that was a light beer. Like it was Coors Light. <laughs> Taste the Rockies. So, I like the um, video where it's like um, Triple H is going around to look for Stone Cold, and then Stone Cold's like right behind the door with a um, like a plate that's like um, and it's like um, it's like metal, mm-hmm. and, 
and Triple H hides in back of Vince McMahon. He just hits it on Vince McMahon and then starts hitting it on. Uh, what was that one? I saw this funny Triple promo H. that was cut where Stone Cold gifts Mr. McMahon like a cowboy hat. Oh my god! I remember when Kurt Angle and yeah. Stone Cold yeah. were like singing like the song to like Vince McMahon. He's like, "Get out of my office now, dude." There's one. It's it's really hilarious. He gifts Vince McMahon like a. You know, like a ten gallon hat, and Vince McMahon's like, oh, 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 oh. you know, it's a hole. It's it's a it's a Can't bit. But then, pitch. but then Kurt Angle's like, well, what about mine? And then Stone Cold's like, it's all right, Kurt, I got you one. And then he gives him like this, like tiny little, like, like puppy dog chihuahua. style, yeah, like a Chihuahua style one. And he and like puts he, it on and ties it around his I head. I remember he took like the guy, so ridiculous um, acoustic guitar, and it's like, can you check corn? I don't care. Mm. Um. So anyway, I like this one. Yeah. Yes. I'm a fan of this one. Yes, uh, it's very attitude era. Once yeah. you think about it, yeah. it's like, um, raw is war, like kind of. Yeah. No vocals, right? On no vocals. No, no vocals. Well, there's a <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing after the car crash. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, no. So, what's the next one? The next that? one what? is your boy Edge. On this day, I see clearly. It has to be the rated R superstar Edge, and you can't you can't deny him. This is Metalingus by Alterbridge. Alterbridge. Do you like this song as an entrance song because of the like the instrument part or the message, like the words of the the vocals? I like both. I yeah. love everything about this mm. song. It's just like. It fits Edge so much. Like, when his music came out this year, because he, like, returned as a wrestler this year, he came out, and, like, he the p- song started singing. I was like, like I was singing oh, along with it. Oh, the same song? Yeah, I was singing along oh. with it. It's, like, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah I like how the, the vocals are all... Um, about like literally like I've been beaten and I've gone back up again and stuff like that. Yes. So it's very wrestler friendly mm-hmm. vocals. And when he came back it was like a major impact. So I like I loved it. Mm-hmm. He returned at the Royal Rumble and everybody was like, Oh my god, Edge returned. It was like crazy. Yeah. For the- I think uh this music too was like cause it was done by Alter Alt I can't even say the name now that I was mispronounced. Alterbridge. Alterbridge. <laughs> um I think it's like um it's just it's much more like impact. It, it was really impactful in like a different way because like the other ones are more like uh kind of like cartoony, and this one was more like a serious take on something. Mm-hmm. So like kind of taken on like more seriously, you know what I mean? And it also had that like um like the post new metal sound going on. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It was uh great like two thousand. What was that? Two thousand five. This probably came out around no. there. Two thousand three. No, that was like nineteen. Maybe nineteen. What like this? 90. This song? Two thousand four. No, the maybe. band. That band wasn't even formed. I, in the I, I remember it clearly. Two thousand four. I was a junior in high school. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Bridge came out when we were in high school. Yeah. Oh yeah, because he had the um, post a different song before that with arms wide right right open. Because I remember he was in like the nineteen eighties too. Because I remember he was in the nineteen eighties and stuff like that too. Who uh, Edge? Yeah. Because he was like in the 2000s. Well, and I stuff. see, that's the thing. I remember Edge as being part of what was called the Brood. And it was Edge, like the Christian, and Gangrel. Gangrel was oh. like this other dude who. Like what, vampire guy? The vampire guy, yeah. remember? Yeah, yes. and he'd come out and he would like have a goblet full of blood and he'd like oh sip it God. and then spit it into the air, but they were called the Brood. 
And then it turned into Edge and Christian. Edge and Christian, yeah. But remember, and then like the and Undertaker it into had the his Undertaker. thing. What was his thing called though? Ministry Undert- of Darkness. Ministry of Darkness. That's what it was. It was like the T with the X yes. going through it. It that's his symbol still today. Is it? Yeah, that's still oh, a symbol. Okay, okay. But that so, was like Viscera. There was yeah. Bradshaw. Bradshaw. There was Undertaker. Uh, Undertaker. Himself, Paul Bear. Paul Bear. But as the manager though. Yeah. He wasn't actually a wrestler. He was a manager. Yeah. And then there was um Edge Christian. Christian, so on. And but then, anyway, so but that giving a little bit of history in the way that's like Edge's return to the WWE. That's why, because he was part of the classic sort of Attitude Era. So it's similar to like if uh, you know, I mean, I'll, maybe he wasn't as big of a superstar then as like a Stone Cold or The Rock or anything like that. But, no, but he, still he was still would, part of that. Yes, that group of wrestlers that was considered the Attitude Era, like the second wave of like great wrestlers. So you still have so, to think though that like um, like Edge and Christian in like 2000, they still like kept together just as their own tag yeah, team. Yeah, like, yeah, Like they've yeah. been through a lot like throughout the years, like with each other though. Yeah. So the last one was like a more produced, like really like a big radio, like or could you know was on like an album and all that stuff. Yeah. The next song on this list is uh-huh. dr- drastically different because Classic. it is like one of the first. Um, it's one of the first like songs of this like style I think in wrestling to come out, and it was like highly personalized for the wrestler. Um, and this wrestler would be Shawn Michaels, and yep. the song would I'm be... I'm just a sexy boy, sexy boy, I yeah. ain't your boy, tour boy. I wish I had more thumbs. <laughs> so this song... Sorry, pop you. your mic. Um, this song is was so funny to listen to because it was like so like the corny, like um, gigolo kind of guy, um, like... Uh, song and this was what you say late 80s it yeah, had probably to late 80s. it's so that style of like um of like fake rappy kind of stuff i i i love this song do you know what sean michael's actual name is what michael sean hickenbottom i did not know that yeah I, I knew that i knew that because yeah. i saw the sean michael's documentary can we just take a moment to appreciate the lyrics Oh yeah, well, let's let's have a quick reading. I'm so not we, your from the a reading from the holy, <laughs> a holy book of wrestling theme songs. All right, let's um, take it away, what, Mike. I think I'm off. cute. I know I'm sexy. I got the looks that drives the girls wild. I got the moves that really move them. Mm, good line. I send <laughs> chills up and down their spine. I make them hot. I make them shiver. Their knees get weak whenever I'm around. They see me walk. They hear me talk. I make them feel like they're on cloud nine. I wow, there's a lot of lyrics in this song. There really was. Boy. There really sexy was. Eat your heart out, girls. Hands off the merchandise. <laughs> I feel like these are songs that David Lee Roth could also be singing. Oh, my God. I David think... Lee Roth would roll in his grave. It's like... <laughs> no, they just took like all the stuff he says like as David Lee Roth was like, walking off stage. Like, hey, don't touch the merchandise. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, right, like, right, inappro- it's like kind of inappropriate, but it's like funny at the same time. Though. Yeah, that's the thing I think I, I enjoy about wrestling, too, is like to a certain extent... It's very it, tongue-in-cheek. It's, yeah, it's super tongue-in-cheek. It's like it's not taking itself too seriously, you know? And especially with this song, like, yeah. There's but, nothing sexy about this song, though. Also, it's so awkward. It's, it's sleazy. So talking about Shawn you're, Michaels. You're right about that. This this song was not sexy at all. And then the girls do the background vocals, and they're like, 
sexy boy. <laughs> they just sound like they're You know like that guy that think today? He ain't breaking no hearts this time of day. No, you don't think this guy's breaking hearts now? No, he is not as He's breaking handsome hips. as he was. <laughs> He's 60 years old. Do you think Sweet he was music. Do you think he was breaking hearts back in the day or do you think Oh yes. or do you think this was like uh Women were all over him. Oh, you think so? Him okay. and Bret Hart. Oh. Were like uh, speaking of Bret Hart. Bret Hart. He was like that storyline was like on fire. If I were to go back then and like um have a rivalry to like this day, I would bring that rivalry back. I feel oh, like wait, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart had a big yes, rivalry. Yes. Oh. The Shawn Michaels Bret Hart. Rivalry, I didn't know that. Yeah. Whereas like the screw drop from Vince McMahon and stuff. Oh. No offense to Vince McMahon oh, or Bret. I, I read Hart. about this last night. This was an intense. Yes, it was, it was very an intense. intense. Feud. And then um, did you yes. hear about what happened backstage? I did not. So um, Bret Hart went backstage. And he kicked um, Vince McMahon right in the family jewels. Oh, my God. And then um, after, he took Shawn Michaels' hair and just threw him into the locker room and left. Right in the family jewels. <laughs> right in the family. Speaking of family jewels, let's let's get to the... Uh, oh, here we go. Let's get to one of the jewels on this list and one of the jewels of rock and roll. Time to play the game! Yes. It's all about the game! And how you play it? It's all about controlling if you can take it. Yeah. Okay, so Clint, who is the wrestler of the song? You gotta know it's Triple H, the game, the cerebral assassin. And Michael? The cerebral assassin. And the who king of kings. The king Hunter of kings. Hurst, Michael, who is the artist that did Triple H's music? It's Motorhead, man. Come on. It's Motorhead! And I believe they played... Uh, didn't they? They played at like a WrestleMania. Really? They were actually. That's cool. They were. Yeah, they played. Also, um, it was. I don't know if it was a WrestleMania or it was like it was a you know a pay per view uh, WWE yeah. special. This is yeah. funny because it's back to back DX partners actually, Shawn Michaels and then Triple H. Oh yeah, we I got didn't even two think about letters that. for you. Degeneration X. And then two words for you. Suck it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um. And they had China. Um, they had Billy China. Gunn. I Billy like Gunn. how badass Billy Gunn. The lyrics to this one were like the way it was recorded. You could tell it's it was done like line at a time because it's like Levy were like shut a line, and then the other line will like cut in before he's done with the other line. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was cool music. I thought it was cool that it was like it was definitely you would tell it was wrestler entrance music, but at the same time, um, it was cool to hear like Motorhead do it because it really put like a whole. I don't know. Motorhead has like a vibe. Lemmy's voice is just a vibe. Yeah. I feel like he could do like uh, tons of these and they would all come out like pretty cool. Yeah. The thing I love about this too is in the beginning, because you were like, you were talking, you know, you have like that build up in the beginning. Oh, this does it's have a time great build. To play the game. And then he's like, it's time to play the game. And then he's like, yeah, he has that like, it's like that goofy laughing. Oh, it's so good though. This had definitely one of the better buildups. Like if you heard that, like and they're like in the they're like they were wrestling already, you know, like they have like them come out in the middle of them. Yeah. Like if the, if you heard that in the middle of the thing, that must be so exciting. Yeah, like when they're yeah. Triple H is like music like it, this crowd would be like silent, then when Triple H's music would hit, they would be like, Yeah like they yeah. would like scream and stuff. Yeah. This was one of the few on the list that I actually as soon as it started playing, I said, oh, I know this is Triple H's music. Also, yeah. I forgot. Here comes Triple H. <laughs> and he came and he smacked me with the chair. My God, Kang. <laughs> also, I forgot to um, mention X-Pac for the um, D-Generation X. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. You can't 
Leave out X Pac. The bucking Bronco, man. The weirdest finisher in the WWE. <laughs> Thank you for that correction. Yes. Um, um, okay, what's the name? So that's that. That's the first five, which are more of the classic. Classic. Classic guys. Are we, so, to, are we going to? New yeah, one? we're gonna we're gonna move on. So the next one is um, was that Drew McIntyre? Do you maybe want to oh, take yes. a uh, commercial break here before we uh, continue with the rest of them? Uh yeah, if we yeah. if you want to, we'll I'm take a quick break. I'll put the ads in at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll take a quick break real quick, and uh, okay. you know, we'll throw in the ads, and we'll be right back. Okay. And we're back. Welcome back to get in the garage. This is a very special <laughs> edition <laughs> episode. Welcome back, brother. Um, we are going down the list of ten of. Clint's favorite WWE entrance songs. We did have a bit of a mix-up, but the next uh, the next selection is a wrestler, Drew McIntyre. Yes, he's one of my favorite wrestlers right now, actually. Is he? Yes, he's one of my favorites. Well, I, I made a bit of a mix-up because he did, as, as wrestlers tend to do, they, you know, they'll change up their entrance songs and whatnot, and um, I accidentally picked the Attitude Era yes. one of his. But uh, the one we're actually looking for is a song called Gallantry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is his theme song currently, correct? Yes, currently. And it's basically heavy metal bagpipes. Yes. Uh, it's he's, Why the bagpipes? Because he's Scottish. He's a Scotsman. And he brings like a sword to the ring that's like <laughs> Scottish heritage. Oh, really? And he would like put it in the ground and then like a bunch of fire would come up and he'll bring it and then he's oh. like, yeah! <laughs> Just a lot of steroid fueled screams. Oh my god, he is like, he'll like take somebody up, and then I'll just like throw them. Yeah, it's crazy. Do you like the? Uh, do you think this theme song fits him well? Yes, because he's like very heavy metal, very like, like very like Scottish, and like yeah. that's his like thing. And you like this one more than the the other one? Maybe I'm still that one's like. Those ones are like, this one's in between. I like yeah. this one more because it's more true to it. Yeah. yeah. To his heritage. Yeah, that, that's yes. why I like this one. Like the yeah. bagpipes are like, yeah, this is who I am. And, it's, you know. Yeah. You gotta listen to me. Yeah. Listen to me, I'm the man. Have, Does you, he, have you ever heard the ACDC song with bagpipes? No. You have to listen to it, Clint. It's pretty cool. Uh, Does, uh, has this guy ever done a show where he comes out and there are actual bagpipe players? Yes. <laughs> really? No, come yeah. on. No, there was of like... Course. There was ten on each side, nice. and they were all playing bad pipes. Also, a police officer had to bring him to the ring one time because he was so dangerous. Ooh. Wow! <laughs> because he was so dangerous. Yeah, I he love was so that. dangerous. He was throwing at that haggis time. at people. <laughs> no, seriously, Golf that's balls. what. <laughs> oh, so um, in it's my video game, I'll bring you right here. It's the clown of the duke. It's the clown of the duke. In in my video game, they're like. <laughs> oh, sorry guys. Sorry guys. That was in, not a fire alarm, by the way. That was the intro to that song. In in my video game, um, the guy's like, that was uglier than a bag of haggis. Yeah. Or like something like that. It was funny. Though. Haggis. Haggis. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to talk about this next one. Oh, This I was think my this... favorite one on the whole entire list. Which one is it? Probably not for good reasons, but. Wait, me let too. me see which one is this. It is uh, John Morrison. Oh, my God. John Morrison. Johnny Drip Drip for short. Oh, my God. What's, um, what's going before, on with this guy? He's a doctor. So, <laughs> Clint. Yes. Clint, give us a. <laughs> Need some antibiotics. <laughs> um, 
give us like a, a short who like what is this wrestler's like mo what is his style what is his deal what is he so doing? he's like a high flyer okay he, first he's a high flyer second he's just like he's very like nice but like he's also like trash talking kind of guy okay is he like a party animal kind of guy oh, would yeah, you say party, that party party all night is that his like and thing? then he he invented the drip stick by the way what is that? This is I'm like, afraid to ask. You know what those things are that you do in the pool where you take the things up and then you just like squirt them? Oh, yeah, yeah, like the pump sort yeah, he of just thing. Yeah, uh, he just turned the name to the drip stick. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he okay. just put the lettering drip stick on the side of it. Oh, okay. Okay. Does so, he ever appear in bell bottoms? What the heck Or a leather that? fringe vest? <laughs> No, but he does wear a nice jacket that's oh, very cool. fluffy, and I kind of want to... He has really... He has nice clothes. I'm looking at pictures of him right now. He's got a lot of bedazzled hey, stuff. Okay, oh. so now we kind of got who this wrestler is. Jeff, yes. when you listen to this music, what came to mind? In the first three seconds, I thought it was Jimi Hendrix's national anthem, and then from that point on, I thought it was Jimi Hendrix's fire being done by a karaoke band. Yes, <laughs> it is crazy. It sounds like you're just like... Wait, is this Jimi Hendrix? And then you're like, wait, no. And then you're like, wait, what? Is Jimmy, this Jimmy Schmendrix? It sounds like four or five Jimi Hendrix songs smashed into one. He sings like this, baby, and he's like this. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and like the lyrics are like, "Hey man, I'm, I'm a pretty cool guy." You know? yeah. I really loved this one because it I'm was like, cool this was probably one of the most tongue-in-cheek ones on here. Yeah. Just to be like, you know, I I don't know. I just really loved like the sleaze. They were going for it. John Morrison's the way to go, guys. I I would say so. This was one of my favorite ones just because, like, it sounds like 80 things, but it's its own thing at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like one of those, like, sounds like, or, you know, I just, that's why I like it. He's also very Abby. Very Abby? Yeah, he has a lot of abs. Abs. A lot of abs. I knew what he meant. I knew what you meant. (laughs) I call call Abby. Uh, He's very Abby. Uh, what was yoked? He's very yoked. Yoked. Schvelt. What Juiced. the heck is yoked mean? Does that mean he has a lot of eggs on him? Probably. Yes. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Speaking of, okay, so sounds like songs. If we're moving on to the next wrestler here, which is The Miz, one of Clint's favorite wrestlers. Master of wearing the shirt right now. Um, oh. So this this intro to, to me sounded like um like the crystal years of like awesome. hip hop and rap and. Like, I tell you something. Good pump up music. If you did not know this, the um the Miz is John Morrison's partner for tag team action. I did not know that. I did not know that. They're tag either. teams right now, but the Miz is actually injured right now. He's in a wheelchair currently, and you can catch him on Monday Night Raw. By the way, the thank Miz. you for that. Wait, he's in a wheelchair, but you still get to see him wrestle. No, he doesn't wrestle. He's a manager for oh, John okay. Morrison right oh, okay. now. Okay. Mm. For right now, though. So, Clint, why does the Miz's music? Why does the Miz have good music? That came to stay. Oh, the Miz. Yeah, this dude wasn't he the real world? He's yeah. In, yes, he's in like action movies and stuff. Yeah. He's in yeah, Miz yeah, and yeah. Misses. He's very, very. <laughs> Miz <popular>. and Misses. <laughs> yeah, the reality show. Yeah. That Clint also loves to watch. 
Yes, it's very funny. Um, yeah. Don't what, judge me. What's going on no, not, with the Mrs. Mrs. Music though? Why is why does he have good intro music? Why do you like it so much? What because he's great awesome. Well, we know that Clint, but what about the song? Is cool. Why, what, yeah, what's okay. what's up with the Mrs. intro music? We're talking about the yeah, music. He, what makes it good? Usually, you'd say you didn't come to play. Why did he come to play? Yeah, he came to play so then he can beat somebody up. Yeah, but like, what about this? Why, why do you like the song? I love the song because it's very electrifying. Does it? How do you think it pumps up the Miz? Pumps him up. Like how? Why? Why does it pump him up? Because he spins around in a circle and does this. Ooh, okay, I like that. Does the Miz rap on the song? No. Oh. That's no? John Cena's thing, though. You know, you, the the Miz wasn't on this at all? I thought he was on this. Like, given the... No, I don't think so. You don't think so? No. Oh, man. I thought I you'd just, have more to say about this all, song. All I wrote down in my notes about the song is the refrain happens over and over. It really does. I came to play. It's a um, place to pay. So Time like for a, you to get down on your knees and It's like Linkin Park. Yes. Light. I could play the song like I all also day. noticed because I was like, okay, so it's kind of like the refrain over and over. And then I was like, okay, is it just like that? Kind of like the Stone Cold thing was kind of like the same thing. And then I kept listening and there was a bridge in it. it there was a breakdown like bridge part. And I was like, okay, okay. I can't yeah. say I kept listening. <laughs> Actually, his dad showed up at about, Wrestle- It was about three quarters into the song. His, it was. His dad showed up at WrestleMania yeah. and like. Thought he could beat Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon just gets him in the corner and starts just like stomping the Miz's dad out. And his the Miz just comes in this like school crush and finales him. Really, it's Mr. funny. Miz. Mr. <laughs> Miz, Mr. Miz's dad. That's that's Mr. Miz to you. Do you think his name is Mike? By the way, do you think way. the music fits him well? Do you think this is like the yes? Best? Because he's very like talkative. Mm. And the song is very like yes, like, rappy. Yeah, yes, he he's yeah. a loud mouth. No you, offense to Miz, by the way. Yeah, like this song is like really braggadocious, right? Yeah, he's like very loud mouth man. He'll like talk. He'll talk trash, but I love him in general. Yeah, so basically, this is like a um, you know, high energy. Uh, I'm the best. There's no one better than me. Uh, yes. No one's ever gonna beat me. Kind of song. Yes. All yeah. right. Nice. Even though everybody beats him. <laughs> <laughs> well, then he just feels miserable. Oh. <laughs> thank you, thank you. You got roasted, Miz. Thank you. Uh, the next song. Which one's this one? So Close Now. Wait, let me see. The Usos. Oh, we gonna get Uso crazy. <laughs> so, describe us the wrestler, Clint. Who is this guy? Actually, that's is a tag team. tag team. I didn't know that. But they, but they use it. when one person comes to the ring. They actually use that music, though. Mm. So let me start at Jay Uso. They're actually twins, by the way. Jay Uso, very nice man. Now he is very rough and like very mean. I should mm. say. Um. And he's just like, he's also crazy. And he's like, he'll go also crazy. This is like 2014, though, so this isn't their current theme song. Okay. Well, this is like back in 2014, but still. Well, why do you think this one's good? I think this one's good because it's like, it's very poppy. It'll pump you up, and it's like, um, and it's kind of like they're Samoan. Yeah, but like they still like listen to the, like the pop theme song. Mm. Okay, and stuff like that. Because this song has it starts with the Samoan tribal drums. Yeah, yeah and then it goes into rap music. Yeah, yeah. 
Do you like um? So you like this one because it kind of like fits that they were Samoan. Yeah. Kind of gives them a little background of who mm-hmm. they are a little and bit. And they would go when I say "oos," you would say "oh, oos," and then they would say "oh." Oh, okay. So it's got the yep. It's got the good pump up, the yep. back and forth with the crowd. Mm-hmm. It's like um, the it's like the bagpipes one though. Yeah. So it's like very much about the heritage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of I kind of like that they're bringing more of like the heritage yeah. into like what they're doing and like you know what I mean. It really like I think it brings like um instead of like the we're just mean it like right. gives it kind of like some sort of um they are kind of mean though well, I but mean, not Jimmy you know, not Jimmy too. Jimmy's just, okay instead of like chains and stuff and you know just beating yeah. each other up for you know it's kind of more of like a, this is where I'm from and there's Jay Uso then there's Jimmy Uso Jimmy Uso is ain't nobody's beep uh. <laughs> And they are also sons of uh, Rikishi. Rikishi, yeah. cousins of The Rock and Roman Reigns. Yeah. Um. The, there's a there's a big there's like a long history yes. of like are professional we wrestlers. About reality. Huh? Reality sons. Yeah. No. Yeah, reality sons. Like yeah. 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 Life. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like, not. Not. They're uh, related in the drama. to like very like. Rikishi, who famously would his finisher, put his butt the, in people's face. Sink face. The um butt. Big butt boy. Big butt boy. He would like <laughs> slap his ass and then rub it in, no offense, rub it in their face. No offense, Rikishi. No offense. And we know you're listening, Rikishi, so no offense. No he's offense, alive. but you do got he's a big a, butt. Yeah, he's alive. You did have a big butt. I would not assume he, he had was a alive. huge, huge butt. Um, but yeah, that, it's, that is a thing, though, right? Like, it's like you see. The Samoans. The Samoans are very, yeah, are yes, very, very Samoans, much involved yeah. in like, um, uh, you know, American professional wrestling from like The Rock I'm to Rikishi. I'm surprised I didn't and... get um, Roman Reigns on this list. He has a pretty banging theme song. Does he? Yes. Oh man. Yeah, I like this song That's a lot. Nice I like song. the tribal drums. Yeah. The, <laughs> the sound yeah, of native drumming. The sound of native drums. Um. Yeah, it like gives you. I like like how the music now. I mean, they used to kind of give you like what they're like. Um. Like, the older music seems to, like, kind of give you just, like, a, bl- a bland theme of the wrestler, what they were. But nowadays, it's more of getting into, like, who they are, like, where like where they're from kind of thing. And, yeah. like, almost, like, a deeper, like, and they're, they're kind of letting them, like, be on the tracks more in, like, the newer days. And gives them, like, this is who I am and this yeah. is my, like, deal and, like, backstory and the kind of thing. And, yeah. You know, I thought they the quality definitely got better and they figured out how to, like, make like you know more impactful you know stuff as as time yeah like on. maybe like more relatable characters in that way i mean like you can't really relate to the undertaker you know he's like this undead man <laughs> no but what well he is the undead yeah, yeah that's exactly he, what i'm he's saying the you know dead what I'm saying? Man. yeah 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 he you could like the dead man yeah but what i'm saying is is that like the you dead can, man is more can, of a fantastical idea whereas like these are actual like they have first and last names now. even if it's not their real like first and last name you know what i'm saying it's more of a relatable character than like kane who is this like dead demonic creature that rose from the also, he killed house. his own parents for crying out loud, and he burned his house. Who, Cain? Yeah, Cain oh, killed yeah. his parents and burned his house. Not in, well, yeah. Maybe real life. I may, don't know. May, uh, I, don't I don't think so. Think He's so. like the mayor of a town in Tennessee right now. Yes, <laughs> but I don't know if his parents are alive or not. I'm sure they're I'm sure they're okay. I'm sure they're very happy for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, Maybe yeah. in the heavens. Uh, so happy. the last song is... A song that kind of feels like a mashup of like the Alter Bridge vibe with maybe a little Foo Fighters flavor thrown in there in the vocal. Um, Burn in my light, the Randy Orton. Yes, this one's the um, old one though. Yeah, this is a bit older. I could tell too. Yeah, this one's the old one. The new one is Voices. Yeah, but I like this one also. But it's okay. I like this one. 
it has like the heavier guitar. Yes. This is from I don't know this. Two thousand eight. Okay. Okay. This one's from two thousand. Where was your guess? I was gonna say I thought it was more of like a nineties thing, but okay. I no, can, he wasn't. I can see he how wasn't wrestling in the nineties. He was like two thousand two and now. Okay. So. But he's considered a legend still because he beat every legend basically. Why Maybe? do you, Why do you think this is his best theme music to date? Well, not best theme music. Well, yeah, this is the best wrestling. This is, this is Clint's favorite wrestling yes. theme music. Why do you think this is guys has like the best music for? Well, of... he's like, he's kind of like the Miz and John Morrison. Okay. He'll be like respectful, and then he'll like, shut up, AJ Styles. But hmm. what about the music? Why do you think it fits him the best? Well, also no offense, AJ. Um, I just feel like he's just like he's like one of those guys where he needs like good music, heavy guitar, heavy okay. metal. So stuff you, it's like, like that. the heavy metal gonna like yeah. it pumps him up. You yeah. feel like it fit him best yes. in his wrestling yes. style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I can get down with that, man. So okay. when like when you look back then, right? Do you think that you like do you like more of the attitude era kind of uh entrance songs like the original Undertaker song, the original Kane song, the original Stone Cold, the original Rock, you know? Or are you more into... Well, The Rock had of... his own theme song. He like, did. The same one for, like, Generations. He still has it today, though. Yeah, he's... he. Um... Generations of children have grown up with The Rock. Yeah. Actually, they have. Big Slow! <laughs> you smell what The Rock is, is cooking. cooking. I mean, well, sometimes when we do these lists and stuff, we'll do honorable mentions. Would you, I mean, we'd have to say the Rock's entrance music as like an alder of honorable mention, yes. right? I mean, that's... But I feel like the best music is Ooh, yeah, not you mean you said it to you. Ooh, yeah, well, why didn't you put his music on the list? Yeah, why didn't you put you his up there? You only asked for ten. Yeah, but I mean... Didn't make the cut. Didn't make, didn't the, make cut. the cut? I'm sorry, Macho Man. You didn't make the right, cut. Also, um, rest in peace, Macho Man, which he is dead today, but we still love you. Oh. Um, I see, if we're talking classic wrestling music and me not knowing anything, I'd say um, you got to go with John Cena's because it was so... He's not classic. It was so memeable. <laughs> Everybody knows that horn line. He came my back. Time is up. He came my time back, is like, now. Now week. you can't yes. see me. My time is the now. It's the franchise when I'm shining down. down. Clint, we can't afford this. We can't, we can't afford this. this. What? Yeah. We can't sing this. We, we can't, can't afford play. the rights. There's to this copyright music. laws. Um, <laughs> it's okay. But um, yeah, like he came back in a big way apparently this yeah. week. But um, that last music week. was so memeable. No, what was week. that like three years ago? That meme came out with, and it would like it would bust in, and it would be like the John Cena music would like bust in. The John Cena memes were huge. Yeah, I definitely yes. feel like John Cena. It was like His a WWE awesome. superstar who almost immediately was like on the same level as like like his debut the, was like with you know, Kurt Angle. Oh, was it? Yeah, with like the Kurt Angle. Yeah. His promos, by the way, are awesome. Credit to John Cena. He has awesome promos. He can also speak like five languages. Did you know that? Yes, I knew that. <laughs> does his homework, I heard. Yeah, he does his homework. Yes. <laughs> Something um, I didn't But John do. <laughs> Cena, he has some pretty cool. The Kurt Angle one was funny because yeah. it was like, watch that video. He's like rapping and it's like, it's funny. Yeah. I like it. Good theme music, and yeah. I know it, so pretty mm, memorable. True. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Pretty memorable. Yeah, yeah. I'd say, yeah, it's up there with, yeah, like the Stone Cold mm. intro. You know, everybody, Stone Cold. everybody knows the shattered glass sound at the beginning of the song. a little bit of Stone Cold Steve Austin because Stone, Stone Cold. Cold's here right now. <laughs> 
Um, so cool, great list, man. Are there yeah. any other other aside from the ones that we mentioned? Are there any other entrance uh, songs that you'd like to oh, honorably yes, mention? Oh yes, too many for me to mention. Yeah, <laughs> way too many. Well, maybe we'll get together another time and we can go over a couple more. We can maybe do a little bit more of uh, entrance music history part at some two. point. Part yeah. two, we'll do an extended part two of part Get two. in the Garage nice. WWE theme songs. Wonderful. Right on. So. Clint, thanks for coming. You're welcome. Um, did you want to take another break and then we'll come I back? We, I thought we had our own theme songs we were going to talk about. Oh, yes, that's right. I'm sorry. That's oh, my yes. bad. Um, Clint, why don't you kick us off your song? Okay. My theme song is High Hopes by Panic at the Disco because everybody's saying I will mm. never be a wrestler. And I feel like that's like very motivating for me for like nice. my theme song. Trumpets. Trumpets are big theme. I like yeah. that. So, so you're cho- choosing your if you were a wrestler, which you say you're going to be one day. We yes. all, you know. So you're saying you choose the song because, um, you know, a lot of people are doubting you that you're going to be a wrestler, and you're like, no, nah, I know I'm going to be, and this is going to pump you up and makes you uh, believe in yourself, right? Mm-hmm. All right, I like that. That's good reason to choose. Yeah. Re- that's yeah. a good, good choice. Good, uh, yeah. good reason. Yeah. yeah, I like that, man. Mm-hmm. I like it. Me, all right. You ready for this? Yeah. Yes. I'm gonna go uh, Iggy Pop, Lust for Life. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> I feel like it fits me really well. Yeah. Um, if I was gonna walk into some place, I feel like uh, I feel like I'm the kind of person that you know can really get uh, everything that life has to offer. Mm. And uh, I feel like I can uh, really would base my uh, my wrestling persona on like a Iggy Pop if you will hmm. you know really uh, crusty and strange uh, salt, of the, <laughs> salt of the earth if you will yeah yeah like me I'd be like the crusty rock and roll yeah. uh, salt of the earth because you have to take a shower Luke in three Austin. weeks yes, the doors are all clogged Stone Cold Luke Austin yeah. sure as he just takes his shoes off and everyone passes out yeah so like I walk out there like shirtless you know and dum 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 and that's you know the whole thing that's where I'm at. <laughs> you are right. You are right about Luke that. Luke is in Luke shape. I'm in shape. I mean, this look kind good. of. Um, <laughs> my choice. I I listened to a few that were contenders, and the one I settled with is Nine Inch Nails' "Head Like a Hole." <laughs> because <laughs> I thought you'd go like 1999 or something. No, my friends cause, like because it's just I like how it's it's like the percussion intro, so it like builds for like 30 seconds, and then it goes into like ding 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 ding. So it's like it's like techno meets heavy metal, and then all the lyrics are just like either sung very straight. That's like or going screened, cold kind <laughs> and of. it's all about like how you know it's just like very violent imagery. Yeah, I could, I could, <laughs> I could imagine like Jeff walking out like really stoic and just like, mm. and it's like, like, and and then the chorus is like, bow down before the one you serve. You're going to get what you deserve. And I just feel like the it's very wrestler friendly. Yeah, like you could like really apply that to like yeah, the wrestling world, yeah. and it fits perfect. Like the song itself is actually about like mass religion and like all yeah. these actual other themes but you could boil it down to just be this like you re- yeah. violent <laughs> I like that man. that would be like going against like Stone Cold theme song yeah. it's like your theme right. song go against Stone Cold right. Shattering Glass versus Heavy Rock yeah so do you uh, is your wrestling persona like 
like a like an evil guy, like a yeah. mean guy. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. that. I like <laughs> that. It's like Jeffrey like just chooses like complete like evil. dark version. Like Jeff's wearing like a blue shirt and purple shorts right now, and he's just like, I'm going evil. I I can't imagine Jeff going evil though. No, that's what. Hey, you gotta put it's, on the mask. It's his alter ego. Yeah, it's gonna put hey, on. Put on the cane mask over there, pal. What's uh? What's your pick, China Cat Sunflower? I uh. <laughs> It's not trying to get sunflower. Wiggly worms. <laughs> Dude, love reincarnated. I'm just like I'm out dressed as a dancing bear. Oh, that that it, that should that would be your wrestler thing. You just dancing come out like bear. a your. No, I uh. He's, so you so, got the Terrapin Station turtles. Next a little to a little backstory uh on on uh, for me um. You know, when I was probably around Clint's age, I was also like really, really into wrestling, which is why Clint and I can kind of go down that rabbit hole. But me and a group of friends uh, had sort of our own like little amateur like wrestling thing that we had, and we actually went places and the like Bog Boys. The Bog. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, let's. <laughs> this is a family show. Uh, <laughs> um, so we would like we went around and we actually like wrestled for. <laughs> For like old people, so we went to there's a uh, there was like an old folks home, like a convalescent home oh that we like God. put on this performance, and I was one of the wrestlers. So was this uh, like spitting image? Yeah, spitting it was that. Oh, that was like a thing our church yeah, did, yeah. where like you would go to old lip folks syncing. home and lip sync songs, like dressed like Elton John to entertain old people. Oh yeah, sure, sure, yeah. So yeah, something like they that. They called except... it blanking image though. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was your wrestling so, name at this time? I was the Reaper. Nice. Oh, Ooh, right. I like and my, that. And my song was "I Stand Alone" by Godsmack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's such a good theme music. Come on, high five. I stand alone. <laughs> Come on. So yeah, that was my. So I figured, you know what? Let me let me uh, let me go back and Throwback. honor honor my. Uh, Dude, I love that. That was such a such a great choice. So yeah, the oh Reaper. no, it's the Reaper's theme music. Oh my God, <laughs> my God King, it's the my Reaper. My God King, it's, it's the it's the Reaper and Kane. Oh my God. Yeah. See, I was a big. Well, that's why I was a big Undertaker fan. So naturally, I was you like, you would team oh, up the with Kane and the Undertaker sense, and you know, take like on kind of Evolution. Yeah, so, but we had a good time. So, yeah, I Stand Alone by Godsmack is mine. Love that. Yeah. But, anyway, so there you have it. Our little WWE, WWF classic entrance music rundown. Yep. Uh, I I made a playlist on Spotify, so I'll make sure to share that with uh, our friends. Yeah. If they feel like, uh, you know, if they want to listen to a little bit of the... uh, a little bit of the classic WWE with a bit yeah. of the more current happening stuff. I'll also update the list so that way we make sure that we have the right songs on there. Um, but uh, but yeah, so why don't we take one more quick break and then we'll come back. Yeah. Thank you, Clint. Thank yes, you, Clint, Clint, as our special guest. Can I uh, can I ask a favor before uh, Clint leaves here? Yeah. Yes. Will you give us a uh, a a good sign off uh, as uh, Macho Man Randy Savage here? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, you better be ready, Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, because you going to get your tail whipped when I get over there and win that Intercontinental Championship. Ooh, yeah. Oh, there you Love have it. Love it. Thank you, you, Clint. Thank, Thank you, Clint. Until Thank next you. time, we'll be right back. <laughs> have you ever felt emotions? Then do we have the podcast for you. Feel Feelings is a weekly podcast where comedians Danny Getz and George Bruderman sit down with some of the funniest, emotionally distraught people, i.e. comedians, they know, 
and talk feelings. Every Friday, hear very funny people reminisce on Ren and Stimpy, worry about the Wizard of Oz, and emote over their emo phase. Check out Feel Feelings with Danny and George, a show about feelings and the things that make you feel them. All right, and welcome back. That was a lot of fun, huh? That was yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, as a last little thing, what we wanted to do was because last week's episode, we talked about summer festivals and stuff, and since then, Jeff has watched the documentary um, produced Some... by Questlove, Summer of Soul, dot, 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 or When the Re- Revolution Could Not Be Televised, and it's about the 1969 Harlem Cultural Festival mm-hmm. held at Mount Morris Park in Harlem. Uh, it was six weeks long, and uh, I got to say, man, I think that uh, the quality of the video was so good, and it's just so crazy to me that like it's taken this long for this footage to be shared with the public. Like, yeah. But I mean, it was an incredible documentary. Um, some real like crazy good performances by a number of artists um and uh well jeff i mean since you just recently yeah. watched i watched it you know when it kind of first came out what, well like i mean j- jumping to ago, the but... end the idea that it was 52 years ago and it had never been seen until Questlove got the footage like a year and a half two years ago yeah it's at the end they talked about how they tried to s- the guy who shot it tried to sell it and um initially nobody wanted it and then he tried to sell it talk about how well this was the black woodstock and still nobody wanted to sell it it's just it's strange that like that dude must have just straight up just put the shit in a vault for the last 45 years because like yeah in the 80s somebody if he had been selling it around in the 80s somebody would have bought it i would think what the rise of hip-hop or like mid-90s i would have thought i think at um, some point but maybe he just gave up on the project well yeah. I, I watched I um because i was like really fascinated about this whole project and I, I, you know, I still have a, you know, whatever, we'll talk about it. But um, while uh, listening to interviews with Questlove about the movie, um, he did try to sell it like three more times. Like he tried to sell it right after it happened. Mm-hmm. I think he tried to sell it in the late 70s. Mm-hmm. And I think he tried to sell it again in the 80s, yeah. like in the late 80s, early 90s. And just nobody would really, nobody mm-hmm. wanted to touch it, which is so strange because, I mean, um, as far as music goes, these are some of the most like these are some of the best performances I've ever seen of the era. Yeah. And on top of that, this was great performance of uh, of of black. It's, it was pretty much the Black Woodstock. So um, a lot of these performers didn't uh, like. I've never seen footage like this of any of these performers, and that's yeah, why it's so profound. And you have so you have Stevie Wonder, BB King, Last Night of the Pips, the Staples Singers, Sly and the Family Stone, Chamber Lisa Brothers, Malone, Chamber Brothers. Fifth dimension. Uh, fifth dimension. Uh, you know, it's just like big, big groups. So, yeah, but huge names. Like yeah, not even like... Like, legend, like gigantic names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Crazy. Um, but great, yeah. I mean, incredible performances. We, I mean, we were talking. It's um, Mavis Staples and... Uh, Mahila Jackson. Mahila Jackson. They go back and forth. They're doing like a gospel song. And it's like literally... It's so moving. Like oh, Nina Simone, too. Yeah, Nina Simone too, um, yeah. but it's so moving. It's like to the point where I like I was getting emotional when I was watching it because I'm like, oh my god, this is just so incredible. Like, j- just you know, and, and in that moment too, it's that passing of the torch yes. like we were talking so, about. You know, yeah, like the like one of my favorite parts about the whole documentary was the um they they must have done like a, a weekend of gospel music 
which yes. was so yeah. cool. So you have uh, the Reverend uh, Jesse Jackson. He gives a uh, very, you know, a great speech mm-hmm. about um, black empowerment, black right, black rights, um, and all the, on the um, context of, um, you know, God and um, the gospel music that was about to be presented. So you have uh, Mahila Jackson, who is um, probably like one of the archetypes of the gospel singer um, and probably the most famous of her era. Um, And then you have Maeve Staples and the Staples singers there. um, And they're going to sing um, what was uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s favorite song. I can't remember the name of the song right now. I think it's... um, Take My Hand, Lord, maybe? Yeah, I think that... (sighs) I think that's yeah. I think, I think that is the name of the song, but um, so Mahila Jackson is going to sing the song, um, you know, in remembrance of um, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Um, and before the song starts, she she's an old older woman at this point and leans over to the younger Mavis Staples, who would be her kind of like predecessor in um, you know how you know the at least gospel gospel singing. Yeah. Yes, um, and she leans over and goes can you help me sing this? And Mavis Staples helps Mahila Jackson sing this gospel mm-hmm. song. It's, it's so much um, in the air of this moment, and you really get to see, like, um, someone's faith getting, like, passed on through song of and through a generation. And it's such such a beautiful moment. It was so touching to me. I mean, I mm-hmm. cried like a baby. I was, like, one of my, like, favorite parts of the movie. Um, but then even, to, like you were saying, like Nina Simone later in the movie, is completely like on a whole nother like um black empowerment and mm-hmm. and she's like spinning that whole thing later and that's still like almost the same kind of vibe and I just loved um the messaging throughout the whole movie. I thought it was really, really, really well done. Yeah, I the Mahalia Jackson Mavis Staples part I think is the highlight of the movie and it it, it brings together all the themes that are brought up. Um my favorite quote in the whole movie is uh, Mavis Staples isn't shown on camera, but she did interviews, and so there's voiceover, and she talks about how when they were sing- singing at the Gospel Weekend, that that was the first time she realized, like, oh, we're actually playing blues music, because like I saw these blues musicians, oh, yeah, and yeah, I realized yeah. like that's what our music is. And then she talks about how when the Staples singers were coming up, she said, yeah, I don't know, we combine country and gospel and blues a little bit of everything, and people always thought we were older because our songs are so old. And it's like, well, Mavis, you you're like 22. And you sound like you're 65 years old. Like, <laughs> yeah. She has like the best voice in the world. And yeah, it's just, I love her it's voice. It's this timeless, like just old, like raspy. It's, um, it's crazy. It, it's how, crazy how young she was and how she sounded like that. Yes, yeah. she is so young, but she sounds like as old as like the winds of time. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like. Very, well, timeless. She has a timeless voice yes. for sure, yeah. Oh, my God. I loved it. Um the movie opening, like Stevie Wonder's drum solo, like did you guys love oh, that part? I thought on. that part was so, so cool. Good. Watching Stevie Wonder bang out a drum solo, and then uh, the song he plays later in the movie, uh, Shui D, whatever yeah, yeah. you pronounce it, um, he does this crazy like uh, what is that? Clavinet. Solo. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, it was so cool to watch Stevie Wonder just ripping in his prime. I love the I love the um, just the whole air of the thing because we think of late 60s and a lot of times especially us we go back to our musicians like you know pink floyd and jimi hendrix and led zeppelin and all that stuff but it was really cool to just see all black artists and there are some white people mixed in and it was kind of interesting because you see in the crowd like there's it's not like how today would be where you'd see some like random white people and like there to make a statement like negatively 
like there's this one shot it's very quick but like there's a mid-age uh white guy and he has a little black boy on his shoulders or you see like some white faces in the back and when they're talking about like black power and stuff like that they you can see their hands clapping over the crowd and like it's just really cool to see that like it's black black blackness but it's also the people who are non-black were very embracing and very supportive of the movement and the whole yeah no i like what you're saying too man because like you like what you're saying like about all black artists it's almost like you could take like the it's literally like all the the sentiments of the era that were like said in the woodstock documentary but all said by black artists and from a black point of view and that's what makes it so i mean like you have the chamber brothers like you know like credence played like fortunate son you know but like Mm. the chamber brothers were saying the same message Mm -hmm. you know down in the park in harlem so that's why i i love this movie too because it was like it really is alternative history it's like stuff that just was not Written by the winners, man. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, the thing I like, too, I mean, we, we talked about it briefly, I think, the last time we were talking about this movie. But, like, you know, they uh, <clears throat> they go around and they interview people because, you know, we landed on the moon and all that stuff. And um, it is interesting, though, and because... for right now's moment. Well, right, yeah, and I and I just I I just thought you know I mean Red Red Fox's little blurb was really really funny. He's like, what does he say? He's like, white man's like, going to the moon. Black people are going back to Africa. He's like, I'll stay in I'll stay in Harlem with the Puerto Ricans, <laughs> and he like smokes a cigarette. You know, I love Red Fox, but yeah, the, the but comedian, it is man, it's the comedian section, and that was like really cool too. Yeah. They were all like you know uh, giving commentary on the moment of when they landed on the moon, and like now we're like going into space again, yeah. like stuff we've already done, and it's you know yeah. Well, that's I think, and isn't that what Red, I think Red Fox? It's Red Fox that says it, but he's like, yeah, it's a great day for white people, you yeah, know. Some other guy, but yeah, yeah some, some other, other guy. guy but because it, because it is, it's yeah. true though, man. Because it's like you know, the, and they interview like a bunch of different people about that topic, and they're you know, there's one guy that's just kind of like, dude, we're starving in the streets, yeah. and they're fucking sending somebody to the moon, and it's like. Yeah. What you know, like what is going? Like the priorities were so warped. Still are, and they still are for sure. No, they definitely still <laughs> are. You know, but it's and I I like the know. movie because I expected a concert documentary, and I ex- I expected them to have some context and some historical background. But I like how it would veer off, and it'd be it was basically a civil rights movie that had mm-hmm. right. musicals score because they go deep into these side lanes about Vietnam and about welfare about the state of harlem and the ghettos and it's just like i don't know the music ties it all together but it didn't just stick with like here was a concert series that happened for six weekends in the summer yes like, yeah they go all over place talk about the historical context of it all yes well, context they give you yeah. they give you so much context to the music which is what my favorite part is. And the thing I like about it, too, is the way that, like, you know, Woodstock is kind of put up as this, like, oh, it's three days of love and peace and blah, blah, blah. And, like, these are the these were the morals and the values of, like, the movement and this and that and the other thing. And then this one is just kind of like, no, 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 no. Hold on a second. Pump yeah. the brakes. This is what is really happening in 1969. Like, you th- you know what I mean? It's not just all, like, free love, man, and blah, blah, blah. It's yeah, like, it's Nina yeah. Simone saying, are you ready to build black things? Are you ready to be, you know? Yeah. yeah be yes. strong against the white oppression. Yes. Right. Well, and I think it's it's just a, it's a whole different thing because Woodstock was a weekend in upstate New York, and people had to make a pilgrimage there, and it's a whole different set of people. And I'm sure... Th- there's people from all walks of life who went to Woodstock. Yeah, and I don't but mean large, to shit on Woodstock, large, you know. Right, but just honestly, a large majority of it was young, young people yeah. who were out there, and they were 
playing in the mud and doing psychedelic drugs and eating hot dogs and, you know, whatever. And the Harlem Cultural Festival was weekend after weekend after weekend through a summer. It was young people, meaning like children and families and yeah. old people and like members of the community who had who had jobs. And like it was real people and yeah. not like this whole like hippie movement type yeah. of people. Uh, oh, yeah. that's a great point too, man. I'm, like because you just see you, they scan the crowd with the camera and it's like maybe 10% of those people are the type of person who we think of when we think of Woodstock type of people. Yeah. Maybe 10%. Yeah. Because these are yeah, all, if that, yeah. these were all young working class people. They weren't like off sitting in a hammock in mm. Woodstock. Like that's a great point, dude. They're yeah. like, we're here for the day. We're here for the afternoon. We got to get back to work at 6am tomorrow. Like, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. No, I, I, that's, that's, that was a, yeah, man. And this band, the six, this band six weeks too. Like, yeah. Through a whole summer. So it was like week, week, skip one or two weeks, yeah. skip one, you know, like kind of, thing. um, yeah. And also, you gotta you gotta talk about Tony Lawrence, who was like the MC. Oh my God! Can we talk about the style, uh, please? The yellow I, I, shirt, the dude, yellow shirt. Come on, with the ruffles, and yeah, the, and the necktie. Like, the yellow shirt was blew my mind when it came out. Yeah, <laughs> I just love the fact that he was he was like literally doing like like Leave. outfit changes. Sorry, and... can you get your cat from drinking that paint water? Sorry, man. Oh we're, we're that's in how she like got a, so fat. We're in a craft room. <laughs> she's and the, the skin. Cat started oh, drinking. That's why she's so skinny. Don't throwing. listen. Don't fat shame my cats. Sorry, your cats are fat, don't, bro. Don't, don't cat shame my fat. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, the, but yeah, dude. The, the, MC the, the wardrobe changes yeah. and the. I mean, it was so good. Well, because they make it so seem good. like he was like doing Beyonce wardrobe changes, but it was like very much. They just cut different weekends yeah. and put it all together. But like you could see one one weekend he wore. Um, it's like a like matador the pink, pink version of the yellow shirt <laughs> the yellow shirt that was fucking awesome was frills so and like yeah. giant frilly shirts yeah. and this dude was looking so fr- but then yeah. also he presented like the festival so well yeah, yeah. i thought like his like in-betweens and like his yeah. like this is what's happening now i just i loved that whole aspect of it and it yeah. really made it like uh, um almost made like the whole festival it reminded me of like james brown's like review yeah, where you yeah. got like the host coming out mm-hmm. i loved that whole aspect of it i yeah. thought it was i thought that was so cool i like how they brought the mayor of new york city up one weekend yeah. yep 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 and he was a guy who like at the time was a republican but he believed in rights for poor people and for people of color and he he was a republican while he was mayor of new york city and then like in the last two years of his mayorship he switch to democrat because he was one of those dudes who was like i'm conservative values i'm family values and all that stuff but then like the backlash republican backlash against civil rights movement where it became like very much like this is the party of racism in 1971 he switched to democrat and then he was democrat for the last 40 years of his life yeah because he was like well i'm i'm for progress like i i want conservatism but i also want like social progress so like right right so he was like very much a dude. I like how the MC brings him up, and he's like, "This is our soul brother, number one, blue-eyed soul. Come on up, to the <laughs> yeah, stage. right." <laughs> and this like kind of awkward, lanky white guy in a suit just yeah. walks up, but then he's he's very comfortable and like, yeah. But that it was cool to see. that part was cool too, because like, um, I you reminded me of that uh, scene where like, um, they showed him like literally like in the Bronx, yeah, and like people are coming up to him and like, "This is a a, a real problem I have, sir." You know, and he's like, and he's yeah. listening to them, and he's like, you know, um, you know, playing with the little kids in the street, and it's, I don't know, like just seeing even like a politician like on that level of like out in the street, you know. And importantly, in contrast, it shows footage of 
crowds of white people screaming at him because mm. he was down with helping people yes. who weren't white. Yeah, yeah. And they're screaming about how you're a traitor to your people and all this stuff. So like, because that's the reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we want to highlight the positivity, but there was a large negative backlash against black people, yeah. especially in 1968, 69, continuing today, you know, like. Yeah. Mm. I, I, it was I, cool. It was, this was a great ser- great movie though. Did you guys, right. um, after watching it, the only, one of the main things I could think of was where I want to watch all of these sets in oh, I would full. Love, I would love. Yeah, if they could just release the entirety, oh, extended. I, it's forty hours worth of footage. Well, the, this is the whole thing, though. I would watch, watch all forty hours yeah. of that. Yeah, right, right. That's like my, my thing. Like I would watch that whole Nina Simone set. I would watch yeah. that whole Stevie Wonder set. Uh, the Chamber Brothers set. Yeah. Oh, because like the fifth dimension set, the fifth dimension, um, like, the forget, Age of Aquarius. Like, oh, shit, this the, is that great. live cut of Age of Aquarius is like I thought that blew away the, like the studio version of it, yeah. and I just I don't know. I really really have interest in seeing the raw footage of this, this released this was out. A, this was a movie where it's one of those movies that I liked so much that when it got done, I felt like it was long. In a good way, mm-hmm. like I felt like it was like a three-hour movie, and it's like two hours and ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like it was, it was a good long. Like I felt like they pa- jam-packed. It was so much stuff. Yeah, it's very hours. condensed. Yeah, like, there wasn't there wasn't a moment when I was watching that where I was like, all right, mm, let's leave let, yeah, like yeah, let's right. move it along. Like right. or yeah, I could right, see what right. you're, you know, it was never that. I was always just like, oh my gosh, really and fascinating, and I can't believe mm. that, and I didn't know this, and that yeah. was a great performance. And, yeah. Yeah. How about musically? Where where are some like where are like maybe like three straight music highlights that stuck out to you? Devoid um, of the context of it all or whatever possibly. Um so for me it was seeing cuz I've been getting really into the Chamber Brothers lately mm-hmm. and like they're like they were re- they have this like really cool like raga rock thing going on where they were just really like um I don't know, like they they jammed on like uh on the drone like in a way that like a lot of artists of that day like kind of weren't really into and especially black artists like they were pretty psychedelic yeah. um so i really enjoyed seeing like a live set from them because i hadn't seen anything like that um from them before and then the other obviously we talked about like the the uh, gospel day mm. um but uh during that gospel day there was um that song that i can't think of now by that preacher um oh happy day was that the oh, name yeah, of it yeah. um with the big gospel choir, yeah, all dressed in green robes, I think. Mm. The colors, man, the, the Ugh, bright, yeah, so good though. Yeah. The Edwin, so beautiful. The Edwin Hawkins singers. Yeah. Um, that was like one of the things that uh, out of the movie that um I took out and was like, oh, I love this. Um, yeah. so like that album by the um, the Edwin Hawkins singers, and they had the full choir out and Oh Happy Day, yeah. and it was um kind of like My Sweet Lord before My Sweet Lord yeah. came out. Mm-hmm. So um I that's why I thought that was super cool, and that was one of my favorite parts of the whole thing. I liked um, Glass Night and the Pips come out, and I've always said like. I love Glass Night. The Pips are like the best backing group of that time. Those, because it's three dudes. They were, it was Glass Night's brother and two of her cousins. And they had been singing, the four of them had been singing together since they were like eight years old. So the three part guy harmonies behind Glass Nights are, is so tight. And they do the choreography by the Motown guy, I forget his name, who did the choreography for most of those groups. 
they do the choreography so much better than groups like the temptations and stuff like that yeah like the little like toe spreads and the spins and like coming back to the mic for when they have to sing and um and that group they were so young and um yeah so that that really uh stood out to me i really enjoyed sly and the family stone um because that was a group that you know some context that was a mixed mixed race group mixed gender group yep and just seeing like it was very um like they engaged the crowd a lot like sly would step away from the mic and he'd go off onto the catwalk stage and somebody else in the band would like take over the lead vocals while he did that it was really cool to see that and i just liked seeing like we think of bb king as you know old man blues man and he's getting fucking down yeah, like, yeah that was yeah, hard yeah. hitting funky blues yeah like you know early 40s bb king and he's just like roaring and raging and wailing on the guitar so yeah, yeah. i would i would agree yeah i i, I love uh how in sly and the family stone they were interviewing uh greg erico and they were like what it's like this is this is like a festival for like African-American people and Sly and the Family Stone is playing and their drummer's a white guy. Like yeah. the drummer's never a white guy, you know, like how yeah. they kind of like played on that kind yeah. of like that thing. And uh, I thought that was funny and like a lot of fun, too, because, you know, because, um, yeah, I mean, Sly and the Family Stone, you know, Sly especially is kind of like the the preprints. You know, yeah. where he, you know, he, he has like a different kind of a thing going on. But yeah, I love that. Like, likewise, like you said, Jeff, I mean, the BB King, it's no, you know, everyone knows that I'm a big BB King guy. So like to see BB King, like, like the classic BB King on top of it, like just awesome. Um, and then, yeah, um, that, I mean, we talked about it earlier, but the, uh, the Mavis Staples, yeah uh Mahila Jackson thing was just like oh my god man it just like it just cut me so deep man I did my, I, that may have been my favorite like spotlight of the whole thing was like the oh, gospel yeah. day just yeah. because it's like oh my god it's just so good man just so so good so um release yeah. more footage yeah, yeah I'd be please, I'd be really please. interested to see yeah. Nina Simone's uh full set because she seems like yeah. she was in such like the height of her like um, uh, it's like social activist, yeah, like she's a black queen, man. She's, yeah, she uh, so fierce. You yeah, know that, what I mean? And, just so fearless and, and fierce like, and just oh, Nina amazing. Simone. Like that, what they say about her in that movie is is so worth watching because they they um they talk about her style. I don't even want to like say, repeat what they right, said. Right, I right. think you should like watch it so you can like hear black voices describe what mm-hmm. Nina Simone means to them. Yeah. Um, so but I would like to see her full set because I mean just like the. Just, like, so powerful. It was so powerful, and I just want to see, like, the whole the whole thing of it. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, was... great movie. 10 out of 10. Two yeah. thumbs yeah. way up. Two thumbs. Two thumbs. I wish way, I had more thumbs. Up. Yeah. I wish I had more, more thumbs. Way, yes. That, <laughs> yeah. that is it, Jeff. Two, yeah. so a yeah. million thumbs way up. And then the only other thing Check I wanted it out on Hulu. to talk about, too, was the fact that the Black Panthers did security. Oh, yeah. And I saw this thing that was a comparison that was just kind of like how, like, how the Black Panthers provided security and it was like peaceful, but in contrast to like the, the Altamont Festival <laughs> yeah. with the Hells Angels, where that obviously uh, kind of like went the way that it went, you know. So, um, and then shout out to Maxwell House for being a sponsor because oh. I thought that was like really kind of like funny. And I was like, yeah. wait, what? Like, I have I Maxwell House the, as the sponsor. I paused the movie several times just to like pull out my iPad and be like, you know, I got to like put this on a tab and look this up later. And I looked up Maxwell House. 
<laughs> Maxwell House was one of the things I looked up. And I was yeah. like, really? Maxwell House was that big back then? And Could, like until the 90s was the biggest coffee in America. Yeah. Good to the last drop, right? That's right. Is yeah. that their logo? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My family always drank at Maxwell House. Can yeah? I can I tell yeah. you a story? We were a Folgers family. Uh, can I tell you a story real fast before yeah. we sign off here? Yeah. Um, this Tom Petty uh, biography came out a couple years ago. Um, the guy interviewed Tom Petty extensively for it. I forget the name of the book, which I feel bad. But um, he was telling a story that's not in the book t- to an interviewer, and they were like, what's like the best Tom Petty thing you could tell us that's not in the book? And he went, uh, went over the house to do interviews with Tom Petty. And uh, Tom Petty was like, you want some coffee, man? And he's like, yeah. So the, the, you know, Tom Petty's assistant rolls out this coffee cart, whatever, and they're drinking coffee. And the guy's like, Stops interviewing Petty, and he's like, hey, man, what kind of coffee? This is the best coffee I've ever had. And Tom Petty's like, I thought you'd like that. And he goes, uh, and he goes, well, what, what kind of coffee is it? And Tom Petty goes, Maxwell House. Same amount every time. Filtered water. Good to the last drop. <laughs> and then he was like, that was it? And he's like, he was one of those things he's like, where I asked Tom Petty in his face. He's like, I've been interviewing him for like, 45 minutes and nothing was exciting him but the minute i brought up the coffee like his face lit up and it was like oh do i have a secret for you this is maxwell and he went on for like a half hour about how maxwell house was the best coffee ever made and it was like i use this amount of coffee and he was like and he was like oh and like he found something about like tom Petty where he's just like yeah man this is the coffee bro but anyway so yeah Yeah, check out summer of soul man it was it was so good the music the uh, social aspect of it all, the um, the love, the people, the love, the community, like it was, you know, we don't want, we've talked, we've revealed some things that are, you know, you'll see for yourself, but especially the ending, like some of the testimonials for people that were there, like, it's just so cool to see that they got people who are in the audience who are like young kids, teenagers, stuff like that. And they see, and they watch the footage and they're like, I, yeah, I was there, man. It was crazy. Yeah, I, I love. I didn't think it was real, and it was. It was. Yeah, I love the. Uh, they were interviewing, I think, like one lady, and she yeah. was like, "Oh yeah, me and like my girlfriend like lied to our parents and yeah. said that we were gonna like go to like go to the soda fountain or whatever the hell it was, and then they were like, oh, and then we just like hopped on the subway, went down to Harlem because like if our parents knew that we were down there, we would have gotten all this trouble, but like we snuck there and all that stuff. Like, yeah, it's just cool. Uh, it was definitely a cool, uh, a cool documentary, and it wasn't that long ago. Like that's the thing we you see a lot of pictures, and this is it's part of. I did some reading last year. It's really part of the whitewashing of American history. But like, you know how you never see pictures of Martin Luther King in color, mm-hmm. because that was purposely done by white journalism to make it seem like ancient history. So it's like, it's really, really uh, exciting to be like, no, these are people just as alive as we are today. Like, they're interviewing people who are 65, 70 years old. Yeah. Who are Mm -hmm. younger younger than our grandparents, and they were there. And they were there when they were 18, 19, 20 years old. Yeah. So, like, it's not, this shit isn't ancient history. This shit is, it's closer than we think. Yeah. So... So check it out, Summer of Soul. Let the revolution be televised. Yeah, man. I think it's on Hulu. Yes. And I think HBO, or will be on it's HBO a, Yeah, at some I think point. it's going to be on both, but yeah, it's it'll on, be on Hulu HBO, right now. I think this week, this coming weekend. Yeah. yeah, and then on Hulu, so. Yeah. Well, right on, guys. Right Until on. Until next time. Right on. I've been Luke. I've, I've been, been Mike. Jeff. 
This has been Get in the Garage. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.